UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honoring your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Email Einstein, the podcast by Flowium. I'm your host, Vera Sadlik. I am an email marketeer at an agency called Flowium. We love email marketing. We love e-commerce. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you, delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. That's what we do here at Flowium. And I'm very, very excited about today's guest because in a way, we will be talking about delivering the right message to the right person at at the right moment. But before I introduce the guest, I have a few really interesting facts for you to learn. Did you guys know that transactional emails, such as order and shipping confirmation, so transactional emails, they can have actually open rates upwards of 80%. And moreover, 64% of the customers, they find the order confirmation emails as one of the most valuable communication means during that customer journey. And that's actually a fun fact because today we will be talking to Black Lake Imperl from Wonderment, and that's what we will be discussing today. We will be talking about all things shipping, all things shipping and order confirmations, and um, we will be talking, as I said, to Blake Imperl, head of marketing and actually a podcaster himself. So we will uh, we will link all of the links in the description. For those of you who don't know, the Wonderment is actually not just an order tracking app. It's actually the app that helps you manage your 3PLs and delay notification, trigger different review requests, and so much more. Say hi, Blake. That was a long intro. I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> Vera, how are you? It's so great to, to be on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. and I'm really excited to, to chat all things transactional today with you. Let's do this. But before we go to all of the juicy uh, questions, let's play a little Q&A game, like this or that game, just like to get to know you better, okay? Awesome. Cool. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? Oh, West Coast, without a doubt. Yep. West Coast person coast. myself. So yes, 100%. <laughs> I might be biased, but yeah, West Coast all the way. Shopping online or shopping offline? You know, I think I, I sit somewhere in the middle because I, some days I, I love nothing more than to go pop on Amazon, my favorite D2C brands, shop in, uh, online. But then there are days where I just like to touch things and make sure that I'm buying what I like. I'm a little tall, a little lanky, so things don't fit me very well. So I'm like on that side, always going in and buying stuff in person. Um, but it really depends on the day. Cool. Okay, then Shopify or WooCommerce? Oh, both great platforms, but I would say Shopify just because it's what I know best, um, but both great platforms. Email or SMS? I think my attentive family would hate me if I didn't say SMS, um, <laughs> but I'm going to go against it. Uh, I'm going to say email. I, I, I came up as an email, email marketer, always been a believer in the channel, and it's never going to go away. So uh, email, yeah, 100%. Cool. Okay. Sorting by price or by rating? Oh, wow. That's a really good one. 
I tend to not believe reviews as much these days in ratings. I feel like there's a lot of kind of uh, bad actors going on. Um, so mm-hmm. I would probably say price. But, you know, I, I think it's it kind of depends on the brand, I, I think. So some brands have great reviews. Some brands like on Amazon, for example, typically don't. So, uh, yeah, I hate to say in the middle again, but I'm kind of in the middle on that. <laughs> okay, cool. And the last one. If there was a song playing every time you entered the room, what would it be? Oh. Another one bites the dust by Queen. Love that song. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you're actually not the not the only guest who had that answer. We have at least two with that same. <laughs> like now when I think about it, but that's a good song. That's a good song for sure. Yeah, great, great beat, great rhythm, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's go back to the basics, as they say. What is mm-hmm. Wonderman.com? What do you guys do, and what makes you awesome? Yeah, for sure. Well, Wonderment in a nutshell is the easiest way for you to proactively set expectations on things like shipping timeframes, automatically update things like with uh, delays, measure, I'd say shipping expectation versus reality across the business, which is really you know important for e-commerce brands and a lot more. But we are a retention Swiss Army knife and a lot of <laughs> awesome brands who do CX differently Use us like The Ridge, Kith, Jones Road Beauty, Girlfriend Collective, and so many more. But our platform really helps to de-stress CX and retention teams, delight customers, and, and drive a lot more revenue. Our entire team, too, is comprised of e-commerce experts from platforms that you might know, like Clavio, Attentive, HubSpot, other companies like Drizzly, Wayfair, and myself and a couple others are actually former customers of Wonderman who came to work here just because we liked the product so much. So we just have an amazing product team. We're really focused on building cool stuff every day for our merchants. Cool, cool. What would you say are like the main reasons why brands should why brands should look into using a software like yours? What are the main reasons of like providing that order tracking experience to the customer in the first place? Yeah, I I think it's really important to kind of set the stage for like why transactional matters and you you outlined a lot of that already. You know, the engagement mm-hmm. rates are are really one of the pieces of like why this stuff matters, but I think D2C like prides itself on experience. Brands obsess, I think, over owning like every part of the product from the on-site experience to packaging and everything in between. And when you look at like Amazon and D2C, one of the only differences of why a customer shops D2C is the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here in 2023. I don't have to beat at that horse, but acquisition is more expensive. Companies are focusing more than ever now on lean profitability. Post-purchase retargeting is more expensive. You know, CX and retention teams being asked to do so much more with less and a lot of less headcount in some ways too. And I think, you know, this D2C flywheel is focusing more than ever on maximizing lifetime value out of every customer. And many of the ways in which brands have done this historically, you know, doubling down to retention channels, which is great. But I think there's a heck of a lot more when you look at the transactional channel and why a solution like Wonderman is so critical. Now it's, you know, every part of a D2C experience has been optimized, but the area that really hasn't been is the shipping experience. But this mm-hmm. is like one of the most critical parts. Once that person hits the buy button, there's this gap or lag really in opportunity from hitting that buy button to the product arriving. And, and this is the transactional experience. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having been an afterthought for a while, this really is a goldmine for engaging. You mentioned, you know, the open rates, click through rates, all that stuff. But also it's the opportunity for us to provide helpful information, educate customers and mm-hmm. engage them and even drive revenue um, in a yes. really great and tasteful way, which, you know, I'm definitely happy to speak to stats about that. But historically, D2C brands have been doing, I think, the bare minimum here. So maybe they're sending something like an order confirmation. Maybe their order has been shipped or delivered email. but 
the disconnect is that these messages, even bare minimum, are linking to a carrier site like a DHL, mm -hmm. a USPS, a FedEx. Yep. So we don't own that traffic and we're sending all that away and we're missing out on four to five site visits per customer per order, mm -hmm. which is just massively lost opportunity. So, you know, this is really where brands can tap into a lot of opportunity and the brands that are doing CX differently are thinking about the transactional channel as a way to, like I mentioned, engage the customer, educate them, provide helpful information. Um, and even, you know, things that we're seeing as a result, obviously the engagement stats are great, but more importantly too is CX metrics that we're seeing mm -hmm. correlation with like CSAT, NPS, eliminating buyer's remorse, reducing support burdens, and yeah, the revenue piece of this as well. So there's a lot to unpack and dive into, but I think at the onset, it's really just this is one of the final opportunities i think for merchants to optimize a piece of the d2c experience that has so much more to, to be yeah, uh to be yeah, squeezed 100%. out of yeah and i mean you kind of as a brand you kind of want to meet customers expectations and 97 percent of customers i read this survey somewhere that 97 percent of customers they kind of expect the ability to monitor their orders throughout like every step of that like shipping process and shipping journey so you kind of have to provide that information but also that like revenue generating aspect it was like very surprising to me i have a client who has wonderment and we basically sent those emails from Clavio, and we can definitely talk about it later, but our mm -hmm. order confirmation emails or shipment uh, created emails or stuff like that, they do generate revenue. And I never thought of those tools as like the tools to generate revenue, but they have such a crazy open rates and click-through rates. It's insane. And they do actually bring that like additional revenue, probably because the entire journey is like so smooth and, and simple. And what I also like about like the tools like uh, yours is that it actually almost create that like single experience like almost like an omni-channel experience you have those like beautifully branded shipping alerts they feel very like on brand and you don't feel like you've been bombarded from like different platforms with like different emails or like different people talking to you everything feels very like smooth um very on brand and that's like the aspect that i personally enjoy a lot with uh apps like yours i we, we appreciate that and, and it's um it's one of my favorite things to see is to go into a, a customer's uh wonderment flows and see you know four or five even six figure monthly revenue being driven from transactional mm -hmm. messaging you know and it's it's twofold i think it's these messages just naturally get folks to come back to the site. But the really, I think like the the magic or the glue of it all is the branded order tracking page, which, you know, I had mentioned like historically we were losing a lot of that revenue by sending customers mm -hmm. to a carrier site. But when we have this tracking page and it's optimized in a way that I'm happy to unpack what that looks like, but the tracking page is really, I think, where the rubber meets the road for revenue. But it's it's not even just the revenue side of it that is, is so impactful. I think like to the retention team, it definitely matters. But like on the CX side of the house too, like customer service, you know, we're seeing brands save thousands of dollars every month by not having to answer mm -hmm. where is my order tickets, um, <laughs> which, you know, is also like one of the awesome benefits of a solution like Wonderman is like we serve the retention team very well on the email and SMS side, but also on the, you know, just customer service side, it's it's the support savings it's the extension of you know all those metrics like nps and csat so there's so many little things i think that kind of on the onset you don't think about with transactional messaging um, but it can be so so important yeah yeah those like customer complaints or like inquiries about the ship 
shipping updates, they can actually be very costly, especially like in the long run. And I mean, it's a good news that you can actually like with e-commerce tracking apps like yours, you can actually have significantly fewer of those like inquiries. So you probably like don't even need to hire as many people to take care of those complaints or inquiries, which is pretty cool if you ask me <laughs> absolutely yeah. no it's uh, it's it's great to see you know and i think it's um it goes back to a lot of the the triggers that we enable um and uh, I, th- I think we might be talking about that a little bit later so i won't give away too much but there's just a lot of little things to that um you know having these flows set up in clavio and the different triggers of the different shipping cycles is really kind of like the the big unlock for reducing those support tickets as well yeah, and since we started talking about Clavio, what do you think is the best like platform to send the transactional emails from? Um like Clavio or Shopify? Cuz I know there are like pros and cons like in both of those like platforms as a means of communication. What do you think? Should you send your transactional emails from Clavio or from Shopify? It's a great question. I think it, it depends. And I, I, it's like every every answer in e-commerce, I think is it depends, I guess. But uh, I think my, you know, my default is yes, Clavio 100% is going to be the better option. But for some merchants who just, you know, want an out of the box solution, maybe they don't have an email marketer in house, or maybe mm-hmm. they're just trapped for time. Shopify can get you, you know, a good bulk of the way there with this plugging in a solution like Wonderment that will give you your tracking page to, to link from all of these uh, different updates. But Clavio is going to give you the deepest, you know, functionality. We're really proud at Wonderment to have the deepest and most advanced Clavio integration in our category. But Clavio is going to give you that customization. You know, it's just like any other email that you would design in Clavio. Um, we send over 30 line items of information to Clavio, which gives you an insane amount of personalization that you can unlock, but also the triggers that you can really set throughout that shipping kind of cycle. You're also going to get, you know, obviously full access to Clavio's advanced segmentation. So business logic might be like, First time versus returning customers getting different shipping emails, or maybe mm-hmm. you have other se- segments that you'd like to, you know, high high AOV versus low AOV, or you know, different things. Also, A/B testing. So if you're really, you know, granular, you want to optimize. You're also going to get access to Enclavio all of the performance insights on your transactional messages, which with a platform like Shopify, you're a little bit uh, in the dark on that. So if you care about seeing open rates, click rates, which any email marketer should, um, you know, you're, you're you know really want to have this set up in Clavio. And, and thankfully, with a solution like Wonderment 2, like we really make sure we give you best practice templates out of the box, make sure you're set up and remove that barrier to entry. But at a bare minimum, if you don't have time, Shopify can be a great kind of training ground for you to uh, at least get part of the way there on your transactional strategy. Yeah, for me, like the biggest perk of having um, transactional emails uh, being sent from Clavio is you kind of have like one central view of 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 everything of all of your customer communication right so you you see like when customers uh, emails are being sent um you kind of see whether or not they've opened just like you mentioned you can then segment based on and their interaction with an email when you have when in the case when you have like different platforms and the platforms like don't talk to each other you have a very like incomplete picture of what customer is receiving when they are receiving this how they are interacting with that email so there's definitely a benefits of having everything 
like in one place and fully like customizable emails is another like big reason why I prefer to have those emails in Klaviyo and not on Shopify because you have more control over the branding and customization. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we, we have a whole swipe file of, of emails, like best practice transactional emails, and, and almost all of them are built in Klaviyo. It's just the ability, yeah, to have the full builder there to be able to port in your designs, make it super simple. So you're going to get the branded look and feel of it. One mm-hmm. of the cool things that I was chatting with the customer the other day, um, Casely, they're, they're a phone case and accessories brand. And they were actually leveraging some of the different integrations within Klaviyo and having Wonderment there to kind of be the brain of, of the shipping experience. So like they were mentioning Gorgeous, for example, and some of mm-hmm. their customer uh, suppression list. So if someone has an open ticket or, you know, so on, and, and, but also knowing some of the shipping kind of stages. So if they had an order that was maybe stalled or, or a delayed order, they had an open ticket and then being able to feed all that information and then actually have some of their either automations in Klaviyo be informed based on those Wonderment triggers or, you know, different campaigns that they were sending, make sure, but making sure that they were suppressing some of those customers too. Hmm. So it sort of like kind of brings a little bit more intelligence to, to I think, to your overall Klaviyo strategy. So like just some additional benefit, I think, there too, around segmentation and personalization mm-hmm. too. No, that's so cool. Want to discover how much money your email marketing can actually bring you? If that's the case, let our team of email marketing experts show you how. With our free email marketing audit, we'll conduct a comprehensive analysis of your email marketing efforts, provide you with action plan, and show you how to effectively segment and convert your audience. Simply go to flowium.com slash audit and book your audit today. I really liked um, the PDF, uh, like the guide or the playbook that you have on your website. Um, and in that playbook, you talk about the core seven transactional email um, journey emails. Can we like briefly touch on that? And uh, just so people understand what kind of emails or flows can be sent from Clavio using Wonderment. Totally. Yeah. Happy to pack, unpack those. And, and I'll say to you, there are, there are more than the seven, but these core seven are going to be like, the majority of what any Wonderman customer would set up out of the box. So if you have additional mm-hmm. business cases, um, we're definitely, we support a lot more, but these core seven are going to be at a base, they kind of give you that whole customer experience. And it starts with order confirmed, you know, pretty standard, you know, you're going to probably send this still through Shopify, but we have some mm-hmm. merchants who will, who will bring this into their Klaviyo account, but where the Wonderman triggers really start, shipment created. So this is an order is ready to ship. We see a lot of engagement here on this message. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's being packed, it's being picked, the customer is excited and they want to hear about this. So this is a great email to send. And kind of um, we see a lot of like educational content being kind of included in emails here. All of these, by the way, as I mentioned, too, are going to link back to an order tracking page on your website Mm -hmm. that Wonderman helps you host. But so that's the first one. Shipment picked up. So this is out. uh, The shipment has been picked up. It's, it's, It's being delivered now. So this is another great moment to just be, hey, your stuff's on the way. Get them excited. We see a lot of engagement here too. Again, like these are things that customers want to know about their stuff's on the way to them. They spent money with you. You know, they're eager to get their stuff. So a great email to send. Another one too that might happen during a journey. And this is something that you'll get in the Klaviyo setup and not in Shopify. So it's another reason why people will use Klaviyo is we have something called a stalled shipment flow. Mm. So this is like if there's a delay 
maybe inclement weather, maybe the package wasn't scanned, which is super common, actually, like uh, uh, carriers might not scan and update it. So (laughs) if it's been 72 hours and there's been no update, for example, we'll send a stalled email notification saying like, hey, your order is uh, been delayed. Rest assured, we're looking into it. It's out for it's going to be out for delivery soon. We'll update Mm. you if anything changes. This single email right here is a game changer for CX. Um, it can reduce a lot of the where's my order tickets that, uh, you yeah. know, can burden CX team. So this one, happy to come back to this one, but this is a super, super important email that we love to set up for customers. Out for delivery. That's another one, pretty self-explanatory, but this is a great hype builder email. Shipment delivered. This is where we see a lot of revenue pick up here. So like once someone's gotten something, they're usually ch- checking in that they're usually seeing that tracking page. Um, maybe they're at work, maybe they're out. They want to make sure hit the doorstep. They come <laughs> to the tracking page. Maybe there's a, an upsell. You know, maybe you've got rebuy set up with your tracking page and it can personalize, you know, based upon, uh, you know, or products you've already purchased, but really great email to, to drive additional revenue. And then lastly is a review request. And this is actually something that Wonderman helps to inform your reviews platform. So, a lot of review platforms in like the 2010s were just like, hey, like 10 days after purchase, 14 days after purchase, uh, let's send that request. It's a pretty barbaric approach when you think about mm-hmm. what we have now with technology. Um, and so what we do is we actually are the brain that tells your Okendo, your Junip, your Stamped, whatever platform you're using, hey, this package has been delivered. Let's send the review request, you know, X amount of days later. So it just gives you a much more informed starting point of when to trigger that review. But I would lump that into the transactional experience because it's it's still something that's being triggered based upon um, that wonderment information. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like the core seven at, at, a, at a high level of what emails really drive all that engagement. That's that's so interesting. How is SMS uh, customer journey is different from email? Like what are the key SMSs that you sent during that journey? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's pretty similar. Um, SMS is something I'm very, very bullish on from a transactional standpoint. Um, you're going to have all the same triggers that you would in your email, but at a kind of SMS is something that customers will use a little bit more sparingly. So it might be things like shipment created. So when it's about mm-hmm. to be shipped, when the package has been shipped, if there's been that stall delivery, out for delivery or delivered, these SMSs, though, are probably my favorite part of a transactional setup because hmm. not only are they, you know, really high in demand. I think Attentive ran a survey and I think 90, 97% of consumers they surveyed wanted transactional SMS <laughs> and it was the number one requested type of message ahead of customer wow. service, promotions, content. So this is like the message that customers really want to receive. They also actually have an astoundingly low opt-out rate, I think about 0.1 to 0.3%. When you look at traditional SMS automations, you know, that's half a percent to 2%, oh, campaigns yeah. 2 to 5%. So these are very much value-add messages. Many folks to, you know, want to know where their order's at. They like the idea of tracking it on their phone. Um, it's a great list growth strategy too. If you can call out to a customer, hey, track your order over SMS. Great way to actually grow your list without giving a discount. So some food for thought there. But also it just really keeps them opted in longer as well. And, you know, like we're, we're, really, we're really bullish on the fact that like if you can give customers more reasons to stay on the SMS list, like tracking their order, it just breaks through the marketing kind of jargon that I think SMS has really fallen victim to. But within these five triggers, I think two 
we're seeing customers drive four to five figure monthly revenue from transactional SMS. Mm-hmm. So again, like it's a big piece of the revenue conversation is that if you can link these texts to your order tracking page, that's sort of like the big unlock. So that's some, th- some kind of high level things there. And then the last thing I wanted to say on that too, it's really important about transactional SMS. You mentioned on email, 10 to 20% click-through rates. But mm-hmm. transactional SMS, we're seeing about 50 to 75% click-through rates. So that's mm-hmm. just bonkers when it comes to engagement on transactional SMS. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And uh, when when you briefly mentioned um, that you your app kind of helps people being proactive with those like stalled shipments and order delays, let's talk more about it because it's a, such an interesting topic, especially I know during the holiday season, it was a hot topic. How to turn those like shipping delays into opportunities? Yeah, it's um, it's one of the biggest reasons why folks come to Wonderment is that they're having issues with shipping delays. And, and this is one of the biggest challenges that e-commerce has been facing is that delays are often out of our control. You know, we've had crazy snowstorms here in the US over the past couple of weeks, you know, large volumes of orders. I mentioned packages not being scanned. There's just so many reasons why things might be stalled. And this is really an issue for a few reasons. There's no really easy way for CX teams to have insight into every delay. It's super Mm -hmm. laborious. It takes hours sometimes. I've heard from CX teams that I've talked with to keep track of all of these different shipments, where they're at, why are they delayed, etc. So it's really mundane. And also customers reach out upset about their orders if it's been stalled. And typically the CX team's first time hearing about it is when mm-hmm. a customer reaches out. And so this does two things. It's it's flooding their inbox with Wismo tickets, where is my order? And second, <laughs> it's putting them on the defensive. So they're having to respond to an upset customer and mm-hmm. go investigate the situation after it's already been ha- you know happening. Wismo tickets too are something that CX teams don't like to respond to because it's just mostly a macro-based, unpersonalized response. Like, Hey, we're looking into it. Rest assured it's coming. You know, something that just like mm-hmm. when you have to send that macro, if it, it, it sort of just feels like you you want to personalize it more, but there really isn't something to say. So you're really on the defensive at this point. And so we solved for this issue at Wonderbent by creating those proactive uh, communication triggers for email and SMS that can inform customers about when there are delays, being proactive, like we're looking into it. So we're basically acting as sort of an additional CX team member for that brand. And then also too, we're giving them the reporting access to track every package and then look for those delays to get ahead of them. Um, and then lastly too, it's it's the internal side of it too. So even if you don't want to maybe send those messages to a customer, we can actually then just do things like do things like a Slack message to your team to say, hey, like this order's been delayed. Let's look into it. You know, let's make sure we get ahead of it. And this mm-hmm. is really what these three things, it's the it's the notifications, the reporting, and then the internal side of it that allow us to reduce Wismo tickets, you know, by 50% reduce those support costs. And then also, I think the most important of all of this is really the customer. They're having a better experience. We all want to know where our stuff is at. And you know, we always can't control delays, but we really can control what and how we say things to customers. And so I, I, that's one of the biggest things that we've seen is that like this is really an opportunity to engage. But having some of those things in place, those automations, those reporting things, is really what helps to enable highly effective CX teams to just provide that great experience. Yeah, no, this sending that like one size fits all shipping updates, unfortunately, doesn't work, especially around the holiday season. As a customer, you kind of expect to have as much 
control and personalization as possible now over your entire uh, customer journey. Um, that's really interesting. And you you guys have worked with a gazillion of different brands. Um, what are some common order tracking mistakes brands are making? Yeah, I think um, definitely a few mistakes that across the board when someone comes into, you know, Wonderment, you know, there's there's a few things. So if they're not using an existing solution, they're more than likely not even sending anyone to like a tracking page. So they're like I mentioned, mm-hmm. the carrier the carrier pages. So that's like the number one mistake. You're mm-hmm. giving away tons of traffic, uh, you yeah. know, back to back to someone else that's not your brand. So that's the number one piece of it. But I, I'd also say like really some of the missed opportunities too is like these tracking pages are like your opportunity to do a few things to provide helpful information. So like having that tracking block, we see brands, you know, at a bare minimum have like FAQs. So maybe it's shipping related questions, maybe it's questions related to that product that they purchased, um, you know, some of those kind of FAQ based things. And then even just displaying other products like to upsell, to cross sell them on, um, showing like what makes sense say you bought like some shoes you know maybe you have some things about like different you know clothing items that go with those shoes if you're using like mm. an intelligent personalization tool so there's like some things right there but even further there's a lot more that we can be thinking about with tracking pages now too so like we see a lot of really cool stuff around the educational content maybe you want to promote your social media VIP programs, uh, loyalty programs. But one of my favorite things with tracking pages too that we've really unlocked for merchants is integrating the rest of your tech stack. So now this is real estate to actually amplify your SMS program. So to display ways to opt into SMS for say, hey, mm-hmm. track your order next time on SMS or you know some kind of other incentive. Um, if you have like loop returns and you want to have um, your returns portal, you can link to your returns portal. I mentioned like rebuy with some of those advanced personalization things. Faring, you know, for example, if you have like a zero party data capture or post-purchase question kind of tool, put that there so much more but really like the the biggest missed opportunities is just not getting enough mm-hmm. out of the tracking page this is four to five site visits that you're getting and an opportunity for you just to to really engage and, and educate and even alleviate buyer's remorse uh, with, with some of these orders too which yeah. is a big value add so on that um, like tracking pages can you do the customized product recommendations yes like- totally oh and that's that- interesting yeah, so that's a really, really great option is that, you know, like to be able to intelligently know this customer and and drive additional engagement based on products they've purchased or that might go well. Mm. Um, and so we now, you know, like are really pushing very hard on that piece of it. And we have a lot of merchants who are actually doing super cool stuff around that. And that's kind of another unlock for driving more revenue, even too, from these tracking pages. Interesting. Interesting. So Blake, if people want to learn more about you guys and about what you do, where should they go? Sure. Yeah. Um, Super simple. Wondermint.com. You can visit us there. We have a ton of different things. If you want to visit any of the resources that we talked about, like the transactional email SMS playbook, we have tons of swipe files if you just want to learn about what other brands are doing. Um, And if you're ready to see Wondermint for yourself, we have a super easy way to do that. Just click book a demo um, and we're happy to get in touch with you and make sure that you uh, make transactional the channel that it really can be for your brand. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a definitely powerful tool. I do use it with uh, one of my clients. We just started using it a month ago, like two months ago, and we've already seen like a big um, revenue gross with that account. So that was like really interesting to see. I never thought about it as the revenue generating channel 
honestly. I thought of it more as a part of a good customer experience, but turned out that you can do both. I love which that. Which is pretty cool. That's super Thank exciting. Thank you so much, Blake. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was fun having you. Yeah. It was fun having you on the podcast. Um, you guys, everything that we discussed today on the podcast, as always, it will be linked into the description box. So just uh, scroll there. If you have any questions, reach out to Wonderman. They are pretty cool, if you ask me. And as always, <laughs> um, don't forget to rate our uh, podcast and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with people who you think might benefit from the podcast. And as always, we hope to have you back here next Tuesday. Thank you so much, Blake. It was fun. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.